Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Miss Entrepreneur Podcast. So today we are talking with Barbara, and she is a tax accountant and one of my favorite people in the online space, mainly because she is always talking about how you can save money as an entrepreneur, and that is one of my favorite things to learn about. Can I get an amen? So in this episode, we really talk a lot about different ways that you can save money as an entrepreneur when you are doing your taxes, and it is tax season. This is something that, unfortunately, I have DIY wide for far too many years. And I am just really excited to be working with Barbara now. And she is taking on clients. So keep that in mind as you are listening to this and as it is tax season um, to reach out to Barbara sooner than later. I would not DIY your taxes. Take it from me. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes. Do not DIY your taxes as an online entrepreneur because this is most of us, unless you're an accountant, this is not our expertise. This is not our niche. Um, this is not what we are super knowledgeable in, and Barbara is. And that is one thing I love about when I'm watching her stories. It's just she really shows her passion and her knowledge and how much she knows about this stuff. And that's who I want to bring into my business to help me with taxes and saving money. And I think another thing that comes up for a lot of us as entrepreneurs is we're constantly thinking like, what's the ROI in this investment? And that is one thing I love about Barbara is it's almost a no brainer to work with her because every single client she has ever worked with has got a return on their investment and then some um, from hiring her and bringing her into their business to do their taxes and look at different deductions that they qualify for as an entrepreneur. So I will link all of her information down in the show notes. Um, So go follow her, go hire her. But first, listen to our interview and learn so much from her like I am always doing. Welcome, Barbara. So excited to chat with you today. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Okay. So you are a tax accountant and a lot of the people listening, a lot of my um, audience members are entrepreneurs and that is who you mainly serve, correct? Is entrepreneurs? Yes. All of my clients are small business owners. Small business owners. Okay. And you just recently got into the online space, right? I think I started following you. It was like in the summer, but I don't know like how soon you got into the online space. Yeah. I mean, I used Instagram for a long time on my personal side when, even when I was working in public accounting, just to throw out like tax tips and tricks to friends and family. And then when I launched my business last January 1st, I launched 1-1-2020. Heck of a time to start a business. But um, then I knew like Instagram was where I wanted to put all of my marketing efforts. Yeah. Yeah. I love Instagram. And I will just say like, you stand out to me. I don't actually think I follow that many accountants because to me, I'm like, oh, it's kind of boring, but you stand out to me because you're always showing like, first of all, you give a lot of value and information. So you guys will definitely have to go follow Barbara, but you're also showing when you like are continuing your education and you're watching these seminars, like old white guys and all this stuff. And it's like, that's who I want to work with is somebody who's so passionate about this. And it's like, yes, you learn about it. And then you just help me because I do not want to learn about this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So what is kind of like the biggest tax mistake that you feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are making or they do make? Oh man, probably the biggest would be trying to do it on your own. Um, I think a lot of us, especially at like the beginning of business, we're like pinching pennies and we're trying to like, you know, do it on the cheap, but really like 
your taxes can really mess you up for years to come. So I would say like find a tax person from the very beginning. That would be like mistake number one if a business owner isn't doing that. But also not even from a tax standpoint, like keep track of your books from the very beginning. Don't wait till January of the next year and try to find all your expenses from the year prior because you will forget expenses and then you'll end up paying more in taxes. Oh yeah. I can't believe people that actually do that. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes because that's so me. <laughs> it's, so <laughs> me. it's terrible. It's terrible. Do you help entrepreneurs kind of like bookkeeping or do you strictly just do the taxes? So I don't advertise that I do bookkeeping, but I have a team of bookkeepers. So if you're already a client of mine and they're like, oh man, I just want this task taken off my hands, then yes, we'll do your bookkeeping, but only if you're already a tax client. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's um, every year I'm like, why do I wait until the last minute? Why? Because I need to hire somebody else to like do my bookkeeping month to month. Yes. Yeah. And really it pays for itself. It's an expense that people don't like paying for because they think like, oh, I'll just do it on my own. But then we all get too busy, right? Like Mm -hmm. even as a tax person, I'm like, I don't want to do my books, but it's really like, it pays for itself because our bookkeepers know what to look for. We know how to expense things and, you know, then you'll end up paying less in taxes. So it really does pay for itself. Yeah. And that's what really drew me to you when raising my hand, like I've always done my taxes myself, like every year. And for you, it was like, as entrepreneurs, I think we're always like, what's the ROI. And with you, it's like, you know, you're going to most likely make back like what we're like, what people are paying you to be their accountant. You're going to save them that much in their taxes. So I think it's almost like a no brainer and which I think why you're like exploding, right? Like your business, I've seen you just really take off because that's your messaging that you're kind of always, putting out in your marketing is like, this is the ROI. You will make so much and then some when you bring me into your business. Yeah, exactly. I always try to share on stories like, hey, today I saved this client X amount. And then if you are my client, I let you know like, hey, this is what you would have paid in taxes if you didn't use my firm. And this is what you saved by using Mm -hmm. us. So really it costs you nothing. And literally every single client I had last year saved more than what my fees were. So, and I look for that before I even take you on as a client, because I want to provide the value. I don't want to be just another expense that you pay and Mm -hmm. you know, there's no value there. So yeah. Yeah. That's why you're blowing up. You're so good. I love, I love watching like what you're doing and just kind of like watching your business blow up. So this is kind of, this is what I'm always Googling. I promise you. And I know everybody listening is the same thing is like write-offs for entrepreneurs, like our write-offs for small businesses. So what do you like for you? Like what are three write-offs that you think maybe a lot of people don't think of, or that you find that a lot of people are not writing off and kind of helping their business save on taxes? Oh, I could chat about this for hours probably, (laughs) but I still hear all the time from prospects like, I don't want to take the home office deduction because it's a red flag. I hear it all the time, but it's honestly not. I think it was a red flag like in the 90s or early 2000s when like who was working from home back then because you needed like a computer that was the size of your right. And, right. Um, so I think it used to be a red flag, but now it's like everybody's working from home. So you might as yeah. well take those deductions. And even if you are taking the deduction, 
majority of the time people aren't maximizing it. So mm. there's a few different ways to calculate that one. And if it's calculated correctly, I mean, most of my clients save five to 10 grand just in taking the right home office deductions. So that's a big one. Um, another one is meals deductions. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I can only write off a meal if I am face-to-face with one of my current clients. And it's like, no, really, if you have a spouse and you guys are going out to dinner, probably most of those meals you're talking at some point about your business just because, right. you know, entrepreneur life, we're always talking about our business. Right. Yes. So, I mean, that can be a business expense. Anytime you bring up your business in a meal, write it off. So most of your date nights with your spouse can be a write-off or like brunch with the girlfriends. You're probably chatting about business, write it off. So, and then especially this year and next year, the meals expense deduction went up. So typically say you spend $10,000 in a year in meals Last year, you could only take 5,000 of it. You could only take 50% of it. But in 2021 and 2022, you can take 100% of the deduction. So even better. Um, They're trying, I think, to incentivize everyone to go out to eat because restaurants got hit really hard. So um, that's one thing with the tax laws. You'll notice they skew them each year on how they want us to spend. So it's like a little tricky if you look at the back side of why tax laws are passed, but that's why this one passed is because they really want us going out to eat, um, you know, helping restaurants and building our businesses. But again, write off most of your meals because, you know, you never know when your girlfriend is going to be a client of yours or if they then meet someone and then they can tell their friends about your business and they can bring you a client. So it's a networking, you know, advertising expense. And then another one, let's see, a third one would be technology expenses. So now that you have a business, seriously, any technology that you buy can probably be a business write-off. So if you need a new laptop, a new cell phone, a cell phone case, chargers, cords, USB, whatever, drives, um, AirPods, ring lights, any like literally anything technology, an iPad, an Alexa, Um, all of those things can be business write-offs. Interesting. Okay. And so for my own selfish question, what do you kind of need to show that? Do you have to have like paper receipts from the restaurant or what kind of justifies to the IRS? So you do have to keep receipts for everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least more and more places are going towards like electronic receipts. So that kind of helps and try to get an electronic receipt whenever you can, because then it's just in our emails forever. But yeah, if they don't send electronic receipts, get a paper one. And then they, like you could throw it in a baggie or a shoebox or something for years, or there's apps out there that let you just take a picture of it and right. it'll store the picture of your receipt forever. So yeah, you do have to keep receipts. The IRS will not take bank statements as a form of receipt because they can't really see what you're buying from just one mm. line, you know, Okay. of, of the statement. So that's I gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Now I want to talk a little bit because I'm obsessed with traveling. And this is the one thing that like when I first started following you, my ears perked up because you talked a lot about traveling um, and write-offs and whatnot. So what 
Um, I guess this is okay. <laughs> what if <laughs> you take a trip and I remember you saying like you were going to take pictures on that trip and use it for your business. Is that mm-hmm. what, I mean, how does that work in terms of writing it off for your business? Yeah. So there's so many different ways you can write off travel and it all depends. I mean, there's certain rules for domestic travel. There's different rules for international travel it depends on like number of days, all the things, but um, just as like a general consensus, you can probably write off a lot more of travel than you think. So, and these are just a couple examples I'll use of myself. So I live in Arizona, but I'm from California. So I like to visit all the time, go see friends or family. And so I'll typically drive there just because I like driving. I could fly if I wanted, but um So just because of how many miles it is to get there, one, I can take, I can write off my vehicle in my business, but then also the travel to California, I just make sure that I, luckily most of my friends are clients. So we, we go out to eat, we have a tax meeting, a tax strategy meeting, a networking meeting. Um, You know, you can come up with a ton of different topics so that then that trip to see my friends is now a business expense because I did business related things. Um, same thing goes with like, say you're, you want to go visit family for four days, the travel day there and the travel day back are automatically business days. So then those two other days in the middle, one of those, you should have some sort of business meeting, whether you're talking right. with your family about your business you have a strategy meeting about the next quarter, you're meeting with a prospect, something like that. But you just need one day of those four days to be business related. And then you can write off that trip for business. Okay. Okay. Uh, but kind of like you were alluding to the, the photo thing. Yeah. If you book a branded photo shoot on your trip, then mm-hmm. that counts as a business day. And mm-hmm. the, that can be expenses. Um, you can get really creative with travel for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why people need to hire you because your creativity in this space. I get, I get messages all the time. They're like, Hey, I'm going here for this amount of days. How can it be a business expense? So, um, it's always good. Like if we're already working together, then you just, you know, Voxer me what you're Mm -hmm. doing. And then I give you I can give you an idea. Yes, yes. I love that. And like courses and coaches and group programs and everything like that, those are all tax write-offs as well, correct? Yeah, if you're taking some sort of business course, uh, business coach, any of those things can be write-offs. But but even like things that might not seem like a business course, like for example, I had um, a human design coach last year, mm-hmm. which you're like, well, what does that have to do with business? But it, it did because I got to learn more about myself, learn um, how I sell as my human design and yeah. how I can relate to other clients in that way. So um, anything that you're learning that can help you in your business, you can write off. So whether that's books that. or audibles or, you know, courses, coaches, all that. Yeah. What are you? What's your human design? 
I'm a projector. <gasps> Me too. Uh, yeah. oh, yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love human design. It's like, I want to do a whole episode just on human design because once I discovered it, I'm like, oh, like I feel seen. <laughs> I just, I yeah. love it so much. Oh, I have the perfect person that could be on the podcast. I'll send you her info. Yes. Yes. Please do that. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. So what is your, this is going to be a funny question. What's your biggest pet peeve? Do you feel like with your clients or maybe like pro- prospect clients? A pet peeve. I don't know. My clients don't really, I love all of my clients. I know that sounds silly. Um, I guess it would be if they don't keep track of their expenses. And then, you know, in January, they're like, oh, I made a hundred grand. It's like, oh, that would have been nice to know last year. So we could implement some tax strategies for you. But, um, but yeah, I would say keep up with your books, know your numbers. So then we can actually save you money before the end of the year. Yeah. I asked this one actually, because I'm going to call my husband out because my biggest pet peeve with him is he's so fearful of the IRS. Like he, when we were doing it ourselves before we hired you, he was just like, no, like you can't write that off. Like the IRS is, I'm like, they're not going to bust into our house and like arrest us. It's just like, he's so fearful of them. And I just feel like maybe he's not the only one. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there and call him out on that. Yes. I do hear a lot from clients. They're like, I just don't want to be arrested. (laughs) I'm like, like, you're not going to get arrested. Um, We're following the rules and I'll keep you on track and make sure you're following the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when I was trying to DIY it, that's why he was like really fearful because he's like, you have no idea what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, but I like Googled it. So, (laughs) but now I'm like, Hey, she's like an expert. So trust her. And so he feels like a lot more confident. So um, yeah. So what is a topic or question that people never really ask you, but you wish they would? Is this a hard one? Oh, I mean, I love talking money mindset. And so, yeah, it would be like to help more people with their money mindset. So many people have like money trauma that they don't even realize. And money is such a like controversial topic. I say this all the time, like, even when I'm at brunch with my girlfriends, like we're more likely to talk about sex than we are to talk about money and like what our money problems are or business ideas or how much we saved in retirement for the year. Like it's just not something people talk about. And I wish, I wish we could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, that's something like I follow a lot of like money coaches and I'm always like, yes. Like I feel like if my passion wasn't like wasn't my number one passion wasn't marketing. It would be like money mindset and just investing and helping people because I love, I think it all really comes down to education and like helping people be more educated because I mean, I definitely didn't learn about this stuff in high school. And so it's like, I had to self-educate. And so I love that now we're kind of coming upon a time where there are Instagram accounts or there are podcasts where people can kind of self-educate and be more educated on these topics that are so imperative to just generational wealth and different topics like that. Yes. I love it. Like the awareness of it is more out there than I think it has been before. So yeah, I think awareness and education is like step number one in changing all that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So last question, you talk a lot about tax strategy sessions and I feel like, again, I don't follow a ton of accountants, but I don't really ever see anybody talking about these. So can you kind of just like break down like what they are and who they're for and just kind of like breaking down what you do for your clients during your tax strategy sessions? Yeah. So 
really what tax strategy is, most accountants don't do it. So that's why you probably don't hear them talking a lot about it. A lot of times accountants are just like taking your numbers that you give them, preparing financials or preparing a tax return and calling it good. For me, I do tax strategy. So you give me your stuff, I dig in and say, hey, well, what about this? What about that? Um, And find the strategies and the legal loopholes that are out there for you and your business, depending on your industry and your profit levels and all of that. So um, kind of just some general tax strategies is one that I see most often. If you're a sole proprietor or an LLC and you're making more than 40 grand a year, you should not be a sole proprietor or an LLC. You're getting taxed at the highest rates. So that's the first thing I look for is what's your profit. And if it's over 40 grand, then we need to switch your entity type to something else because just doing that can save you up to 20 grand in taxes. And then other common tax strategies is like, do you have children? Well, we can pay your kids tax-free and we can find a way to do that and set it all up. Um, And then it's a business expense in your business. You can pay yourself rent and have it be tax-free and have it be a business expense. You can uh, have your business pay for all of your medical expenses as long as you set it up right, document it. So there's literally hundreds of strategies out there. It's just a matter of like sitting down with the strategist, making sure it's all a documentation game. So mm-hmm. setting up the right documentation and implementing it. But yeah, people hear all the time, you know, like these big corporations pay no taxes. Yeah. And and they're like, well, how do I do that? Um, yeah. So that's what it is. We're all using the same tax laws. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everybody was like all up in arms about Trump paying like next to nothing. And they were like hating on him. I'm like, don't hate him. Hate the game. Like that's, I mean, unfortunately it's like, I know it can get controversial, but it's like those laws are there and just bringing somebody into your business and really helping you um, create that strategy is, it's just really beneficial. And I'm, I'm so glad I met you. (laughs) I'm so glad like for everybody else to find you. So, um, I'm going to do a couple rapid fire questions, which I think are really fun. Um, and hopefully you will as well. Um, so if you're ready, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So the very first one, what is the most difficult part about being an entrepreneur? Oh, I thought I was going to have work-life balance. <laughs> Preach. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Book you've read that really impacted your business. Mm. Um, happy Money. Happy Money. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to write If that you one. like Money Mindset, you have to read that book or listen. The Audible's great. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to listen to that. Um, who are you learning from in the online space? Like your favorite Instagram account, maybe. Ooh. So I kind of had this rule from the beginning. I was like, I'm not going to follow any other accountants because I don't want, like, I don't want to like copy their content or like have to do this because I saw this person do it. So I really try not to follow anyone in my space. Um, But I definitely have people I love watching. Like I love Amanda Francis, all of her courses. I like Mm -hmm. literally take all of them. Um, I love Rob Murgatroyd. He has a podcast too. And Chris Harder, they both have podcasts and they're my coaches. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, those are a good. lot of shopping stuff. I know that's terrible. A lot I'm of shopping? Like, oh, I'm like influenced so easily. They're like, buy this thing. I'm like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Swipe up. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotcha. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. That is so funny. Okay. So where, what is your Instagram handle so people can come and follow you? Yeah, pretty much on any social media, it's your tax coach. So on Instagram, it's your tax coach, Twitter, your tax coach, Facebook, okay. but find me on Instagram. That's where I'm at the most. Yeah. yeah. And I'll my- link your, okay. Your tax coach dot biz, right? Biz. Someone has.com and I don't know who it is. Ugh, annoying. Them, let me know. Yeah. And I will, I'll link your Instagram down below in the show notes as well. And then, so can people, how can people work with you right now? Cause are you booked up? Cause it's kind of tax season. So it's tax season. Yeah. Um, but always taking new clients, happy to chat with them. Um, we can have a, you know, free intro call. Okay. And if you're looking for a tax strategy, happy to help you save in taxes. Okay. So you do have openings. Okay. I just figured you just look so busy. I'm like, how does she do it all? You have more hours in the day than I do. (laughs) I work all the time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Barbara. Yes. Thank you. Hey, I hope you learned something from this episode like I did. I love following Barbara and learning from Barbara, and I'm so happy that we are working together. So if you are needing an accountant or want to bring somebody into your business to check over your books and help you with your taxes as an entrepreneur, reach out to Barbara. All of her information is down below in the show notes. And you can also follow me if you want to hear more from me at Kayla.Ruan, and I will talk to you in the next episode.